0: And today we have celebrations of the songs that brought the feelings and thoughts and fears and joys and hopes of the people, not only of Greece but of the planet, into song, into theatre, into writing, into thoughts. And of course, on a day like today, being the 2nd of January, it's the first Saturday of Renault. And his program, Saturday's Roll with Reno. And I thank you all for tuning in today. And once again, Happy New Year. It is 2021. And we made it through and we continue with hope and courage. Now talking about hope and courage. We have a single guest today. I've arranged only one guest because I wanted to focus on this guest. And this is... A wonderful lady for me. She is an inspiration. Her generosity is astounding. She gives me the time of day. She is passionate about theatre and many other things. She's insightful and she has a deep love for children's theatre. And last week and the previous weeks, we spoke to individuals from the National Children's Theatre who brought us up to speed in terms of how they dealt with. What did they come up with in terms of creativity? You know, they say that necessity is the mother of invention. Well, in a in a strange way, COVID has caused people to sit back and think, how are we going to survive? What are we going to do? And the National Children's Theatre is at the forefront of the way in which they created an outdoor theatre. So I'm very, very honoured and pleased to be speaking to... Moira Katz, who is the CEO of the National Children's Theatre, a friend, a colleague, a friend in need, let me say, and someone who's had more than her fair share of challenges in life, but also in terms of theatre. So a very warm welcome, I want to say shalom, and galimera to Moira Katz. Welcome Moira, Happy New Year to you.
1: Thank you, Renos, and a Happy New Year to you. And thank you for those wonderful things you said about me. I'm
0: very flattered. Oh, thank you. but you are really, I, I, I cherish the times when we have where we can sit down and talk about theatre and really, really look at education and children and no mean feat at the National Children's Theatre prior to COVID. And then COVID comes with the proverbial curve, Ball or curved balls, and then and look at now how you have found a way. So Moira, I thought what we would do because this is the first time that um the listeners are meeting you, and we'll have a podcast of the interview produced by our station manager Tula Kritzotakis around about Tuesday or Wednesday, and I'll get that to you. But Moira, I wanted you to share with us a little bit of your your journey your background um if in terms of theater and being the ceo of the national children's theater of south africa was this something that was in the wildest wildest of your dreams as a as a young young lady at school was this something that you thought you might do at some point in terms of theater or how did it come about if you can give us a little bit of a journey to the coming up to arriving as and being the CEO of the National Children's Theatre, Moira. Thank you very much.
1: It's been an interesting journey because yes. theatre has always been a sideline interest of mine. Uh-huh. My main interest was always communication. Uh-huh. Right. And, um, when my children were very small, I used to run... Communication classes for them and their friends. Oh, wow. And as, they grew, <laughs> as, they, as they grew older, um, the classes grew to be older and older until they
0: came <laughs> to adult level. <laughs> Lovely. God, but that's it, communication, because that's really at the heart of theatre and storytelling, isn't it? Yes. Really, yeah. yes. Yes,
1: absolutely. Right. And, um, and then, I, because it was fashionable at the time, yeah. I... I did all the, I went to Nora Taylor, who was a wonderful teacher. She was interested in people, not in a or plays or festivals, but in people growth. And Aha. that suited me absolutely. And I did my LT as because every year you just did another exam.
0: Excellent. Sure.
1: And then I went on to um, work in um, management skills. I, beca- I well, I went to live overseas for six years. I qualified at um University of uh-huh. Um Michigan in oh, wow. um, Detroit. And um at Wayne State I taught at Wayne State for six years. Wow. And I t- I majored teaching in communication hmm. and came back to South Africa, discovered a niche that yes. um in supervisory and management development and ran my own company for 20 years. Wow, and Moira. Specializing, so. specializing in um, teaching supervisors, especially, I ran the first course in South Africa teaching illiterate supervisors
0: wow. how to be
1: supervisors. So, and while I was doing all this, I was still interested in theatre. And Lionel Levinson asked me to please would I help Joyce and be the secretary of the National Children's Theatre Trust,
0: uh-huh. which I
1: was for 20 years. So I had a sideline interest in it. I
0: see. Okay. Hmm.
1: Then in 2011, Joyce started developing Alzheimer's, and Lionel asked me, would I like to take over uh-huh. the ceo Right.
0: Gosh. Gosh. <laughs> Here I am. What a journey But you see also That's why I love doing these interviews Because we find out things That people don't know About individuals And I sometimes want to say Hang on guys Let's meet the person You see this person in this position Let's say And you have your immediate experience With them But you don't know the journey prior to that I mean, if, if, uh, for example, there's some of the elements that you mentioned there that I never realized, but it all makes sense in terms of all of those experiences in some way contributed or you, you called on them in your mind and heart when you were faced with challenges and the the prospect of surviving, I can say, in the National Children's Theatre, it must—it must be something that you 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 pull on or that you refer to because you're not just starting this yesterday. You've been around <laughs> and you know how things work, or let's say how life can be so unpredictable and challenging. Indeed, would you agree that that your experience in the past has held you in? in a position where you were able to embrace and encounter some of the really difficult and, of course, the joyous elements of running a children's theatre.
1: Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Um, I could never have become CEO if I hadn't had experience in yes. teaching managers and in right. learning how um, a company should be managed and organised. Yes.
0: Right. Right. Yep. And and then, of course, that, that does... Um, link to the idea that artists in general, let us say across the board, there are avenues which are lacking in their experiences or their training or their their research, and that is how to run a business. Sometimes that is a crucial factor missing from artists um, that I find. And then, of course, when COVID hit, it brought that kind of of knowledge that gap brought it to the fore because you had to find or people have to continue to find ways of pulling through. Moira, can you tell tell us just before COVID hit, you had these plans for uh, 2020 and you Also had the seeds of an outdoor theatre in your mind. For a long, I remember talking to three, four years ago. In particular, there was one production that we spoke about, and that was. Um, the railway children and we thought how would one do it and could one do it outside and also with Dr. Rowan quince Shakespeare do it outside so the outside is not a, a a new idea that you you actually had the idea prior to COVID tell us a little bit about that and then we'll lead into exactly how it came to be I
1: think that um I've in researching what American children's theatres are doing, yes. I came across lots of theatres with outdoor areas,
0: uh-huh. okay.
1: and I thought, now that's something we yes. could do in South Africa. Yes. That's something I wanted to do. And then when I read about the railway children in London, yes. and we discussed it, and we discussed yes, remember. we get, couldn't we get a railway? <laughs> and of course, yes.
0: there
1: is that wonderful old railway station near the market theater yes uh, and that would have been a dream to do it there but of course that it's the wrong area to yes. do it in sure. today. so. Sure. but um what a wonderful thing it would have been if we could have got a steam engine
0: yes. running well maybe post post-covid and vaccines and all maybe you never know <laughs> Put it out there in the universe. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful
1: idea. Maybe the right people are listening.
0: Yes, maybe absolutely. Um, So, um, when when the COVID situation hit, say in March, of course, suddenly we realised everything's going to close. There's a lockdown. And there you are at the theatre, National Children's Theatre. You've got your staff around you and some new individuals, a whole new vision. Tell us about how that happened in terms of hitting you guys and then you finding, okay, so what are we going to do? Because there was clearly much discussion, much thought, much trepidation, much excitement, a combination of all of that.
1: Right. It was... Well, I'm, I want to go back to the beginning of the year. Yes, please. It was a wonderful beginning of the year. We yes. Had Aesop's Fables. Yes. Going. We, <laughs> had, we had the Revealers going, um, wow. which was uh, touring to schools in Soweto and Dipsluit. Right. Um, it's an anti bullying play, a very yes, powerful. very
0: powerful. Play. Very and important. And
1: supported mm. by the U.S. Embassy. Right. And we also had Ethel Fugard's My Children, My Africa. Oh, beautiful! Just gone into production. Oh,
0: and right. We
1: had workshops running, and we had Nacties running, and we had the Shakespeare Club running. The theatre was in full full blocks. Oh two.
0: my lord! Yeah, yeah.
1: And of course, then came um, what was it about um, March the sixteenth? Something like that. Everything, yes. Everything stopped, mm. and. We put all our staff on furlough, right? And the theatres closed. The workshops were cancelled. Nectes were cancelled. Sure. And the hardest thing of all was putting the staff on furlough.
0: Of course, of course.
1: And uh, it was devastating to me to have nobody around the theatre.
0: Mm. It was like a it was like a ghost town. I remember um, when I went through to school, because like like you say, around that that time in March, we were in full production with Little Shop of Horrors, and on the Sunday I received a call from the headmaster saying, call everybody, and you need to be off campus within two hours. Closure complete, and everything's ready. It, and not only was everything ready in your instance at the National Children's Theatre, but all these activities outside, inside, upstairs, programs, children, and then coming back to the space during lockdown. I, I won't even hesitate to tell you, I broke down. I sat outside the theatre at school and I just wept like a little boy because suddenly the reality hit. And my goodness, it has hit and it's, and it persists, but we endure, as we say, we try. So everything comes to a halt, then, then, and your staff, as you say, um, providing for them, then what happens, Moira?
1: Then what happens? It's, it's very interesting because when you said to me, what were your challenges, um, yes, um, It was incredible because I thought, gosh, COVID has been a bad year.
0: Yes, yes. uh,
1: Nothing has happened. But actually, that is not true. Right. It's actually not true because I, um, in trying to respond to you, I look at what we did achieve. Yes, um, yes. Even through COVID. The first thing is... And I'll do all the small things first. Yes, of course. Thank first.
0: you. Yes, good.
1: Um, our Shakespeare club. Rowan Quince ran the Shakespeare club for the whole year on Zoom.
0: Wow. You see? Found a way. That's it.
1: He, uh, he's, he was the first one. He actually started uh, almost immediately. Right. Uh, And he has a little team, the Shakespeare Club has a team of about 8 to 10 uh, children. And I must tell you that they're aged from about 10 years old to 17. Excellent. Um, We don't stop anybody. Some of them are in grade 6 and grade 7. But they're so interested in Shakespeare. Isn't that beautiful?
0: That's wonderful. Wonderful. And
1: if there is anybody listening who would like to join the Shakespeare Club, they're so welcome.
0: Excellent, excellent. This will also be on the podcast, so I'm glad about that, because when people listen to the podcast, then they can hear things that maybe they haven't heard before, like the Shakespeare Club. But that is so, I just find them so cool. They've made Shakespeare is cool.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and I heard the one one described it as quite a woke group, they said. <laughs> Which is lovely. Yes. In
1: Shakespeare language, that's very good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Rowan was the first one and with the Zoom. Yes.
1: Right. And then we started up workshops on Saturday mornings. We have a very large um, asphalt area usually used as a car park. Yes. And um, we drew circles. Um, so the children could all stand in their own circles and exercise or act in their own circles and we started up the workshop classes in term three Right. which were a great success except that we went from 150 children down to 50 and I was very sad right. that um, it was so limited but um, I'm hoping we'll start up again this year of with course. a good number Right. Um, I will say this, that we have the most wonderful workshop teachers, uh, Louise Duhain and Christine Ludwig and and Duvani. They are really what I call dedicated teachers.
0: Yes, yes.
1: When you see their end of the term or end of your productions, you know that they've put their heart into what they're doing.
0: Right, right. Excellent, excellent. Okay. And
1: The next thing that happened during the year was that we um, got a new patron, and I'm hoping that after COVID um, is settled, we might um, establish a better relationship because everything sort of halted because of COVID. And that patron is Mary Oppenheimer's daughter, Victoria. Right. And... um, We started off wonderfully, and then Victoria said, Oh no, she's now supporting all the schools in Soweto during COVID um, and school feeding schemes. And of course, that is really much more important than supporting National Children's Theatre. So we put that on hold for a little while and hope next year we'll come back to it.
0: Right, okay. Okay. And then in terms of. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, yes, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry about that. We've got got a new artistic
1: director, and that's Daniel Geddes. Yes. It's exciting to have him as the artistic director because the post has been really vacant for a long time. Yes. So I'm welcoming him with open arms and I'm looking forward to working with him this year.
0: Excellent, excellent. And also very, very passionate and also very excited and... Not scared to take risks, which which then, of course, is absolutely matching your vision. You're also not scared to take risks, which I love, yes. Right.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, the, the saddest part of um, COVID, this, the really saddest part was in September when we had to retrench four members of staff.
0: Oh, and okay.
1: It, it actually broke my heart because... They'd been there 10, 15, and some of them I'd known from my previous job 20 years. And they were family. I worked with them every day. And it's the saddest thing to have to retrench people because we just had no income. If we didn't produce shows, we didn't have income.
0: Right, right.
1: It's just as sad as that. And we're still suffering because of it, because we only have Cindy at the moment, who is doing a wonderful job, but she's alone, and it
0: is very
1: stressful for her to do everything.
0: Right, right. Gosh, gosh, right. But
1: we did do a good thing too. We signed up with Quicket to do our bookings, Uh and that has been a wonderful thing. So we really did. A lot of small things. And then we then, because of COVID and because our outdoor workshops were working so well, I thought that it was time that the theatre, which had been, the outdoor theatre, which had been not on hold, but, well, I suppose, really sort of on hold. Yes. We'd, We'd laid out the garden. We had a wonderful man. His name was Greg Straw right and greg straw um offered to help us um and what he did he ran a nursery he's the guy who did madiba's grave in the eastern cape okay
0: wow right got you sure
1: yes and he did it for free he designed our um outdoor theater um as it originally the area he designed the area and he got his nursery in exchange for us giving him our old barbed wire,
0: okay. he, um,
1: <laughs> he put plants in everywhere, and we got the outline going. Wonderful. But I never had money to do more than that. Right. until Until a few months ago, uh, one of our donors gave us a little bit of money, and I was able to think about it. And it was at the ideal time. It was the ideal time. And then Stan um, Knight had an idea. He said, well, don't start off immediately with it. Why don't you start off with um, getting other companies to come in and um, just host some productions?
0: Oh, right. Okay. Interesting. And that
1: was a brilliant idea. We got Brett de Cruyff, Yes. Who did Disney in the park.
0: That's right. And
1: then... Louise Duhain did a little Christmas show called Zoe Saves Christmas. <laughs> and that was two really wonderful shows to start off with because being hosted, um, we had none of the worries of the, the yes, productions. Right. And we could right. concentrate on um, on getting the show on the, off the ground and right. what we needed to do and what we didn't need to do and how the microphones worked so, and how the um stage manager would work so we learned a great deal from their, from two their two shows, shows and i was very grateful for them if and I... that led us on to our major
0: production of course right i wanted which... if, and i'm sorry moira just to say um very quickly that i was blown away by all of those elements that you mentioned the environment, the way in which those drums encircle the back, the acoustic shell, the sound quality, the, the this experience of the hay and the baskets and the family feel. It was just fabulous. And you know when you think outdoors and sound and it was it was fantastic. And then I, I was sitting there and I was thinking what Amazing productions can be put on here, not only in terms of children's theatre, but also theatre at ni- at night. That must look. Of course, it's not something that perhaps uh, you've investigated yet, but it is something you can think of. And think, oh, it would be a wonderland there. It would just make the plants, the whole environment. There's something about being outdoors and the theater, and I thought, how's this going to work, let's see, because obviously I'm looking also for ideas, because I am definitely going to stage Little Shop of Horrors, and if I have to stage it on the field, at the school, that is what I'm going to do, (laughs) yeah. So, it's beautiful, Moira, sorry, so now take us further, take us on, so your major production of the year.
1: Yes, I'm just thinking about Little Shop of Horrors, and I'm thinking about all the children who were involved in it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. to do it simply because, well, not simply. It's something, you know exactly what th- this feels like. We were ready with everything, and they've got to do it. Even if it is a, an edited version, an online version, an outdoor version, we've got to do it to get it out of the system. Because it's in our, in their souls and hearts, and just to leave it is not healthy. I think that's where I am at. Yeah,
1: absolutely, I agree with you. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, the the fantastic Mister Fox (laughs) and good old Roll Doll, your major production.
1: Yeah, and it was very successful. Um, Of course, our major challenge was not from
0: anything other than the weather <laughs> than the weather yes <laughs> the morning i came along I, I was still in midrand at home and um it was pouring moira so i phoned i phoned cindy and i said cindy i'm really sorry uh, just calling to check she said but it's not raining here yeah it's not raining at all i said oh she said come through And hopefully the rain doesn't travel with you to the National Children's Theatre. And I drove through, and there was a little bit of a drizzle, sort of a threatening, but nothing. Then the show went on. The show went on, and I thought, how's that? In Midran, back home, it's storming. And here I am, outdoors, watching theatre, with my little snacks that I bought from Woolworths down the road before coming through. It was just fantastic. So the weather was the big factor, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: The right. weather was the biggest factor, and I think that we just have to get our audiences used to it. Yes, you know, when I, I lived agree. in Detroit, we used to have snow days,
0: and oh, everybody yes.
1: knew when it was a snow day. You came the next day or something. you, right. you rearranged your life
0: you because rea- it was a yes. snow day. Yes,
1: and I think we have to get used to rain days
0: in South <laughs> Africa. <laughs> lovely, lovely, lovely. So, Moira, in terms of your vision and your research and your concept, won't you describe briefly the, the whole idea of that outdoor space? You have this acoustic shell, you've got the platforms, the backstage, it's, you've blended it in with the main house, which I also thoroughly enjoyed how you've done that as well, but also the haystacks and that. Tell us a little bit more about that.
1: We were looking for inexpensive seating.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: this was Cindy's idea. She said, "I know somebody who will donate haystacks."
0: Wow. Okay. Sure.
1: So they were donated, and uh, um, they were in marvelous condition when when we fetched them. <laughs> and gradually the rain. <laughs> got
0: yes. <to> the- <laughs> yes. Oh gosh! But they also were. They gave quite a a rustic feeling as well i loved that as well you know i thought wow this is really cool it's the perfect thing for outdoors i also loved seeing young and old families groups the the, the morning i came through there was even the the kind of birthday party the version of the covid version of the birthday parties that are held at the National Children's Theatre. The whole crowd was there, socially distant, but you knew that those, those four or five groups were all part of the same kind of family celebration and friends, and each child got a little packet with, the, with their little goodies. Oh, it was lovely. It was really lovely. So the hay was donated. That's great. And then people were encouraged to come with their blankets and baskets and, and so on, right? Yes, and picnic there. And many of them did. Yes. I even saw some uh, some uh, grand and grandpa. They had their beautiful fold-out chairs that they put on the side there. It is, as you say, Moira, people to get used to. Well, that's how it is. It's a bit like saying we might be going to the drive-in for big shows. Who knows? I think they're already doing it uh, in some instance. Um, where they're, they're, they've got a, a live show, whether it's a band or a production, and it's at a drive-in kind of setup. Um, and of We've, course, th- yes. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Um, I was going to say that. Um, all right, two thoughts. But let's take the drive-in one. We've got such a big parking area. We thought of doing a drive-in. Oh, wow! In okay. But um, I'm not sure if we would take it up. Um, mm. it's, it's, it, we could. We could. Yes. Um, I have other ideas that I want to uh, investigate as well.
0: Right. I, okay. Yeah. Great. Great. And um, then, Moira, as the last two questions I wanted to ask you and to get your feedback and response, um, in terms of how the sound I mean in terms of layman layman terms the sound and the performances and the creation of the magic if you could make some comment about that because there is the the individual who is not there's no lighting per se but there is sound and that is a vital component um, there with and also the set and costumes and the whole feel of being outside so that's a, a comment there but also if you can enlighten us as to your vision moira as ceo for this year 2021 where you headed as the last two questions please right well we have
1: a, a wonderful program planned for 2021 yeah um, I'm waiting for a few um, uh, rights contracts to be signed. Yes. But it ought to be very exciting. We want to start off with Peter and the Wolf.
0: Oh, wow. Lovely.
1: Yes. And then we've got a Shakespeare Festival in May. We are starting up an NCT choir.
0: Oh, wow.
1: So that's another exciting.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. Then, mm.
1: Right. And then we have a play, this is being supported by Different.org, which is an insurance company called um, Innocence Lost, and it's a play about child trafficking.
0: Hmm. Wow.
1: And then in June, July, we're hoping to do The Hobbit.
0: Ah, lovely. Lovely. Sure.
1: And then we're doing Mediva's birthday in July. Right. And um, for Madiba's birthday we do four short stories yes. rather like um, what we've done in the past. Yes. One of them of course is by one of your compatriots um, Knocker the Knight.
0: Yes, that's right. Yes, by yes.
1: By Eleni yes, Theodore. Yes, yes,
0: correct. Yes. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Beautiful. And
1: we're still waiting for uh, rights to come through from something called Radical and the Pink Socks, which is a lovely
0: story. <laughs> what a title, lovely. <laughs> and um,
1: introducing, we want to introduce um, puppet theatre. We've got the puppets and we've got a little puppet theatre
0: and we're hoping
1: to Started up during
0: the year sure yeah you see this is inspiration it really is and it it's it's so encouraging and as you were calling out the different or telling us the different titles and projects when you say for example the hobbit how exciting would that be to do it in that outdoor space it's perfect. Exactly. <laughs> wow so <laughs> sure. exactly. I was thinking about all these stories that have Plants, or got, like for example, a secret garden outside, and Jack and the Beanstalk outside. They can actually climb one of those trees, but really, it's 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 wonderful because um, nature blends in with with the stage. There, it's something really magical and special. So, um, Moira, I wanted as a parting statement, could you give details so they on the podcast of How do people keep in touch? How do they keep abreast of all the developments, all the events, um, in terms of what you guys are doing, the uh, website um, uh, or a Facebook page, if you can give details there. And also, maybe contact details, an email or a telephone number, where if there are individuals who want to find out more or make a booking for a birthday or join the choir, that choir sounds very interesting indeed. Um, I have a particular question about that, uh, if it's all ages, because I think that would be groundbreaking as well. But, Murray, if you can give details of how people can connect with you guys and keep connected and keep up to date.
1: Right. I think the main place to keep up to date is on our Facebook page. Right.
0: Okay. And that is National Children's Theatre, right? Right. Okay. Um,
1: it may change. Oh, I should have mentioned something before. Yes. Um, we had a wonderful offer from a company called Ideon, um, which is an American branding company, which is rebranding National Children's Theatre. Okay, wow. And so going through a very exciting stage and we're upgrading our uh, website which okay. is not working at the moment and this is why i say okay. everybody should go to um our facebook page and not i to get our you.
0: Website. hear you right yes i did notice the beautiful new logo this it's almost a, the, an, a shape of the n um, yes. and these blocks and these colors it's fresh more it's really fresh it's lovely
1: it's been quite an experience, and they're doing it for nothing. They raised the money for the printing of all our um, documents and posters and things. She raised the money in um, the states amongst her colleagues and friends. Fantastic! And, um, they are giving and they're giving their services of branding for nothing. Hmm. So that's been wonderful for us. Really, an achievement.
0: Fantastic, excellent. And then, so the Facebook page, and people will find all the details that they need there, and keep up to date there, yes.
1: And there's a phone number, they can phone our um, theatre number, which is 011-484-1584.
0: Thank you. Excellent. So there's a number, and also the Facebook page, and then, as a final statement, the choir, is it... Old and young?
1: Um <laughs> we thought it would be young
0: only. Oh really? Okay. No, that's Does good.
1: it need to involve old as well?
0: There's just you know, there's something about the the old and young gathering that I've always observed. We've spoken about this before at National Children's Theatre, a place where grandpa, grandma. Adults, children can all share in a, in an experience, and I was thinking that, as you said, choir. I thought, wouldn't that be amazing? That maybe grandpa, grandma, mom, dad, uncle, older. I don't know. These terms are words are tricky, but um, it, you know that there's there's a there's a group where they come and they sing for the joy of singing. And then, if there's a, an event, then it could be the youth choir, the youth segment, if I can call it that, or the adult segment, but also a joint one. It's, it's very exciting what can be done, I think, Moira, with a choir that has a range of ages. It's just something that occurred to me as you said that. Um, but, of course, a, a youth choir uh, is beautiful and wonderful. Um, I guess I think I've seen so many youth choirs... Now, during the COVID time, um, online putting beautiful stuff together, magnificent, like Ndlovo Youth Choir. But I haven't seen a choir that's got a full range of generations, if I can call it that. So, yeah, just (laughs) this, me and my ideas.
1: it sounds really good, and it sounds like what we're about.
0: Yeah, it does. It does. You know, it will tell you as, as you start to, to grow it. That's something else I've observed, Moira. The, the the Your whole universe there tells you when things are ready to happen or you, or are or, or about to happen. It, it's You plan, but sometimes, as you know, what you've planned for doesn't take place, but later on it does, or it takes a different form. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just so inspired and I'm very grateful we've had this time to talk and to catch up And there's a bit of a, a record um, in this interview, this podcast And it's something that I would draw people's attention to If you want to find out more about the National Children's Theatre Then the podcast will, will give you an idea of the whole family journey, really um, so the, the first thing And this is really the final one uh, I've been bombarding you <laughs> with a whole lot of questions What's the very next production happening uh, And exactly when is that, Moira?
1: Right, the next production is Peter and the Wolf And it will run most probably in March, March April Right uh, Rehearsals will start in Feb
0: Right, excellent Excellent. And of course it will be in the outdoor space and a yes. new experience all round. And word is out there, um that one one I keep saying last question but this is really the last one. Are you still travelling to schools or is that too we're not sure with that are we yet?
1: We tried at the end of last year and schools weren't yeah. weren't even interested. Yeah. They said phone us next year.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. We we don't know. Yeah. If we it's do tricky. go to schools, it'll be very limited. Yes, it, We may do it outside for schools that can accommodate us outside, um, but we know that no schools will come to us unless they can walk. Correct. So we Correct. will be serving all the schools in the Parktown area
0: that right. we right. always
1: invite to come.
0: Right.
1: But um, it's one of the challenges it remaining. Is. And one of the... One of my sad points is that um, I don't know when we will go to the rural areas yeah, again. You know, that's
0: another. Um, yeah.
1: it, that's one of my ambitions to take theatre to the rural areas, yes. and we've been doing it for three or four years now. But I don't know what will happen this year.
0: Okay, so as a final statement from me, perhaps I can share some thoughts I have about this idea of going to a place. Mm-hmm. Um. During this COVID past time now, since last year, March, I've experienced all sorts of forms of theatre from all places all over the world at all, all unearthly hours as well. But I was thinking, Moira, if a school or an institution or a rural area was able in some way to find one um, computer uh, or one one um, tool to log on to a Zoom meeting and then what happens is the performance takes place in the garden in that outdoor theatre at the National Children's Theatre but the school is projecting the live performance ...onto their screen and they're made to feel special because the cast comes on and says, hi guys at, um, you know, let's say King David High School Victory Park. Hi guys, we're here at the National Children's Theatre coming to you live via Zoom. We wish you all the best. Stay tuned. Watch us now. We're going to do the performance and afterwards don't log off, we're going to be back and you can ask us, you know, something, I'm just thinking along those lines uh, because that could, I think, work and it might be quite attractive to schools because what they have to do is put their students socially distant in the hall uh, somehow. These are just thoughts. I love trying to find ideas and it could work, who knows. And also, I wanted to say live performances of or let's say recorded performances of the National Children's Theatre. The fantastic Mr. Fox, for example, I think could, maybe you did record it and put it out there, I'm not sure.
1: We recorded it, but we haven't put it out. You yeah. know, we only, we're only we not allowed to do that because of... Um, oh, the bombing. rights,
0: yes, okay, I get you. But I'll we do you.
1: make a recording for ourselves, which if we wanted to, we could inquire about um, yes. distributing the rights.
0: Right um okay yeah
1: yeah i was thinking but you know shakespeare we also want to do another shakespeare this year but i i don't know if we will get matric students to
0: um come yeah that's another thing Mm. yeah yeah a lot of the stuff we still have to play by ear by the minute by Mm -hmm. the by the president (laughs) announcement each time oh my goodness So, Moira, I wanted to thank you at this point for this wonderful insight and vision and inspiration and wish you guys break legs onwards and upwards. Keep us posted. We always interview individuals from the various productions. So, as soon as we're ready to set up an interview for Peter and the Wolf, we're here. And all the best, Moira. And once again, Happy New Year to you and everyone. Thank you. Thank you,
1: thank you for all the wonderful things you've said about not only about children's theatre but about theatre in general oh. and yes thank you I think National Children's Theatre will
0: survive
1: and yes. will go on Absolutely. to do great
0: things yeah. Absolutely. thank you have a wonderful day rest of the day and speak to you soon and I will send you the podcast in the week thank you Moira
1: thank you very much nice. okay,
0: thank very you long. likewise Bye-bye. all the best Bye-bye. shalom Yasu, bye bye. Yeah. Thank
1: you.
0: <laughs> Σε μένα σέλα το στέκια που γύνα όταν πονούσα και σε ζητούσα. Πότε δεν έβρισκε στο χρόνο ησυγιά μα.